Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hi, Tim. Oh. Hi, Curtis. Hi, Curtis. <laughs> it's true. The band is almost all back together. Well, Anne Marie died. She did not and die. We, we she, said moved she moved to New Orleans. We, She's still alive. John I, is dead. Anne Marie is dead. What? Anne Marie. Is, who? Wait, who was oh, the first what? one? John is dead. Anne Marie is dead. What? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Hi, folks. Um, this is Apocalypse Now, your <laughs> Walking Dead-focused, among other shows, sure. podcasts that Dustin and I do every week, and we are very happy to have Curtis Hi. back with us. Who used to be the official Twitter for uh, when we were doing the written recaps. You know I'm going to have to bleep that out now, but, right? But you now, just mispronounced it. It's uh-huh. But sure. now I twat. Uh. <laughs> Because I don't have to write anything anymore. Yeah. So if they can say it on the BBC, they can say it here. It's a whole different level of swearing on the BBC, though. American yeah. audiences don't even know how much the BBC is swearing at them. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many words. Did he just call me a loo? <laughs> What's that mean? Uh, <laughs> it's nice to have another person to cuddle on the couch with. That's really <laughs> It says it's like the couch of murder. It's well, murder couch. Yeah. I've got sharp elbows and, you know, Dustin gets all like, ow! Yeah. Well, I just so. scratched myself a little harder than I thought I should on my clavicle. Like, that was painful. It was a painful scratch. Why are you doing that? I don't know. Why are you I've, hurting yourself? I've developed nervous tics over the course <laughs> no. of the last year. Yeah. Um, that I can't seem to get rid of. And I have a feeling it's just going to get worse. We're not going to talk about that. We're still alive That's called now. being a parent. Uh, well, are you doing meth now? The nervous no, tics. He's got three kids. Previous, <laughs> okay, then yes. The previous nervous tics are definitely parent related. Yes. The new tics going forward, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be parent related. Oh, well, yes. But we're here to talk about The Walking Dead. Right. Are you pissing your pants yet? <laughs> Curtis, it sounds ex- almost exactly like Jeffrey Dean Morgan to me. Did I mention that? There's a little bit of that to it. Um, although, well, I'm not afraid of Jeffrey Dean Morgan either. I think actually Curtis up in your face being all menacing would probably be a little more scary than Jeffrey Dean Morgan, honestly. I, did, I will tell you, I will tell you this episode. It's just I, because I have a giant penis instead of a nose. The thing, oh. <laughs> oh, thank God I downloaded new bleeps because. <laughs> It's a medical term. It's Come on. Right, yes. Yeah. I will say I did notice this uh this evening watching, like, I feel like Jeffrey Dean Morgan has lost a lot of weight. He is very slender. He's very slender. I remember watching him in, in Watchmen where he was just big. I mean he mm-hmm. just Who uh, was he in Watchmen? He was the, the comedian. comedian. He was. Yeah. How yeah. fun. No, that's how he got his whole like, this is the dude we're gonna put in genre stuff. Red oh. was Watchmen, and now we just can't get rid of him, and I just don't see the appeal. 
I think he's fine. I think I'm sure he's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Whatever. He's fine. Well, to me, again, and I said this, what, last week, the the scariest parts for Negan tonight for me were the ones where he's in your face and quiet. It's not the whole dancing around being, you know. Man, I've got, got, I'm starting to have issues with that character, his performance there. Yeah. Because it just seems so... He's got this one song that he can play on his on his very scary violin, and he just plays it over and over and exactly. over. Exactly, he's very Wicked Witch of the West for me as well, especially after last episode, <laughs> where we discovered that uh, not only the the only people that are like super loyal to him are like his his like like road crew guys. Like, that all the people that live under Negan are, are living in fear of Negan, just like anyone mm-hmm. else. Uh, so, like, I have this feeling that when we finally get to the war, it's going to be, like, one cap in Negan's head, and everybody's going to stop and be like, you killed her. Thank you so much. Hail, Dorothy. <laughs> and it is going to be a Dorothy. That, I have they're going to tell Rick his shoes had magical powers he could have used the whole time, and he's going to go ape shit kill everyone i know and i think i don't but i don't I'd think like it's, this scene I, this, mm-hmm. this could be fun i don't think it's gonna be rick i think that it's gonna no. be one of the women because rick is on his he swung over to to um to simpering rick on the pendulum <laughs> uh there's the pendulum swing for rick, rick is, showing some range is rick is either i'm insane it's my way to the highway you're gonna die die adorable dying death or swings the other way to i'm not in charge i can't help you i just want to lie on the ground and i'm a scared talk about my feelings i'm a scared of the negan and that's who we have right now that is who we've got right now is simpering rick in context of the show though what we're supposed to be seeing here is defeated rick but we've seen defeated Rick more than once. Oh, I know. Over the course of this show. That's why we know he'll bounce back. Yes. And I think we saw the beginnings of the pendulum about to swing over to Crazy Town Rick. who Especially at the end when he was gripping Lucille's handle. Mm-hmm. But let's start, let's start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start. There's a song and, in there somewhere. And it and it starts with Michonne and Rick in bed together because they are lovers. <laughs> well, they're physically in bed together, but there's this giant space in between them which is very symbolic. Yes. It is a scene laden with symbolism. <laughs> and I really, I really don't think there's a lot of symbol. I just don't think they're 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 not really banging it out right now. Yeah, who, who would feel like doing that? It's been like what three, four days, less than a week. Less than a week. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't. Maybe like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to go into the the logistics of being in bed with somebody like Andrew Lincoln at this time. Oh, I'm pretty goodness. sure he'd be British if you were in bed with him. That's true. <laughs> he would actually be like, his with his own outfit oh, and everything. Oh, thank you very much, Dustin. That was a that was a hoot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if someone tells you that was a hoot, kick him out of bed. <laughs> I, every time I like have. Really jolly romp. There, Dusto. You're gonna have to go now. That was, 
That was quite sufficient. <laughs> should I do something awkward so you want me to leave, or should I just go ahead and go? Oh, <laughs> uh, if we're, uh, we, we don't want to, we don't want to, because I don't want to start talking about my sex life on the internet <laughs> any more than I already do, uh, which is occasionally. That's another show. That's. But yeah, okay. Anyways. So they wake up to, and they wake up, and then what happens? Well, she basically sneaks out um, and goes and pulls a rifle down from uh, the hiding, chimney, hiding inside the fireplace in the chimney. No, and she goes out. She's kind of trying to hide it from Rick, but he's right there watching her. Yeah, and so she goes out into the middle of nowhere, which is far enough away from town, apparently, so that no one can hear you shoot a gun. Despite the fact that there is no noise in the Walking Dead world anymore, because there's but not so far that she has to worry about, because she walks. She walks. And let's just that talk... gun noise is going to travel though. It's going to travel all the distance. Yes, and I want to. I I discover. I think that we talked. We've talked before about how before the 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 Walking Dead became the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. what they did for fun, what they did for entertainment, because they had no zombie media. Right. Zombies didn't exist in their world. One of the things that I've decided that they did was they drove trucks out into the middle of fields and just left them. <laughs> and like every once in a while, they'd come back and like, "Hey, let's go look at our truck again." Yes, because this is a very random vehicle in the middle of nowhere. Yes, there is not a road to be seen anywhere, and there's this man. This... I grew up in places where you, I'm serious, seriously though, you would drive into and you'd be driving along, maybe hunting deer, hunting pheasant, whatever you know, whatever you do out there, and you would like encounter like a little automobile graveyard, maybe in some little. That's true. You know, maybe covered with some hills or brush or something like that. But there'd be like four or five old vehicles sitting there. I totally, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that. But then, you know, now that Dustin said something, I'm like, yeah, that's a weird place to keep one. <laughs> well, no, that's what they did. They would drive, they drive their trucks, the, like like the Dumina. The Dumina died. Yeah. And so. I like, have a new car. When you know it's about to go, you drive it out in the middle of your field and then. Whenever you feel like, hey, I feel like I should be watching something dead do something. Since we don't have zombie media, let's go and look at our truck and see how it's doing. This I bet is, we can hear it rust from here. This is as good an explanation as anything, actually. So she's out there trying to... Um, do whatever it is she, she does. Well, she's, she's trying to shoot this zombie who's coming at her. And Is she out there to hunt? Is that her thing? No, she's out there to learn how to use the rifle. Because oh. she is a... Yeah. Michonne is a paladin, and so she's skilled in edged weapons, but not so much ranged weapons. So she is out there to up her skills and get some plus twos on that rifle so that she can be more uh, more effective in the battle to come. Yeah, um, she's really not a great shot with that Oh, thing she's tomorrow. pretty terrible. I mean, you know, I was like, I want to, you know... I had the opportunity, let me tell you about this, to go to a, a gun range and shoot a whole bunch of different kinds of weapons that they actually used in Walking Dead, including the Colt Python mm-hmm. that All Rick right. uses. Yeah, I remember. A, a muzzle-suppressed 9mm. Uh, but they didn't have any scoped rifles. And what was bugging me about what, which it was all very fun, end of story. A lot of that stuff should not be legal, too. 
other end of story. <laughs> but um, but she but she's just holding it up. How I don't I don't know how she would expect to hit anything without some training with it because well, her instincts are terrible. This, she thought if she looked through the scope, that would be enough, and that is not enough. No. For her, she needs more. She needs some help. She's like a gun Obi Wan to be like. Yes. Well, that's where I get that this is going to be the ladies because I have this feeling that Michonne is not done. Michonne is not going to take this from Rick, this, like, let's... I don't think Rick is going to take this from Rick. I think if this follows the arc that the comic has, and it's so far right now it actually is, they're all going to reach the point where it's like, no, no, we have to fight back. We're just getting the... Well, they're putting the set pieces in place. Right. Because, because we've got Daryl in with the Savior's... Uh, as a prisoner. As a prisoner. We've got Carol and Morgan in with uh, with the, the kingdom, kingdom. Uh, becoming people at the kingdom. Uh, and we ha- are going to find out next week about Maggie and Sasha over at Hilltop. And so I think that we're we're setting up our chessboard. Oh, yeah. Well, um, and and back at the... Uh, back at Alexandria. Meanwhile. <laughs> oh, Curtis. <laughs> back in Alexandria. <laughs> we missed you. Uh, the uh, uh, Rosita and... and Spencer. Idiot boy. Yes, his name is Spencer, uh, but I just referred to him uh, tonight as we... As I twi- tweeted along as, uh, as Rosita's whiny boyfriend... Yeah. Hashtag that ass. That because ass. <laughs> can I just stop us for a second so we can talk about how tight those pants were tonight? <laughs> what was the deal with that? I'm seriously considering going with the tight pants in my normal wardrobe like, now. I I I wear a, a certain we style of pants that could sometimes be that way you know how sometimes tim tim and i've talked about this before sometimes when i see someone particularly attractive on television i go to imdb i find them and then i google pictures of them yes and so that's what i've been doing i just found austin nichols who plays spencer online he was on the cw and he shocked shocked i am that he was on the cw he didn't like to wear clothes when he was on one tree hill apparently because there's some good pictures on, <laughs> on the Googles. I'm not even going to lie. We will, we will not be providing get, a link in get, the actual article. So I'm kind Nothing of okay. with fapping in it, I can assure you. I, can, <laughs> I, I think I can be okay with, with Spencer for now, and, and even though he's whiny, terrible. Oh, he's terrible. He's an awful, worst. awful character. He's constantly been the worst. But, but uh, Exhibit A, dude, come on. I'm looking at a picture of that dude holding a surfboard. I guess he's a surfer. Yeah. So he and Rosita yeah. are in the car, and they want to leave to go out and find stuff because they know the saviors are coming. Not in a week. They, in they a week. They have a week. That's right. And Eugene is kind of like, um, what? Huh? What do you? What do you guys want? I'm trying to make a radio here, and they're going to really lock it. And... <laughs> Did anyone tell Eugene that like the FM AM bands are no longer like running yeah. shit? We're going to listen to Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you know the only people that survived the Walker apocalypse and are still creating new media are Rush Limbaugh and Cher. <laughs> <laughs> often, 
off in the ruins of L.A. Cher don't have her own radio show, though. <laughs> she does now. <laughs> um, they're competing stations. And so me, uh, they're talking about this, and then there's a knock on the door. Because Negan's come a-calling a little early. Okay, real quick. What other things could he have said when he knocked on the door besides the one thing you would have expected him to say, which he did say? Amway. Yeah, no kidding. Landshark. Landshark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Although, if he had said Candygram, Candygram. that Candygram. actually would have been really funny. But no, he, uh, he okay. knocks on the door and says, little pig, little pig, let me in. And you can see the shadow of him doing that gooseneck thing that he does every time he nails a nails a word that he was trying to get or something. I don't know. He does this thing with his head where he like goosenecks and he goes, let me in. Whatever. And, I, you know, we talked about this while the show was happening, but I am just, I just hate him. And not in the way I feel like, sort of not in the way that I feel like you should be hating him. Mm-hmm. I just find him so annoying like negan negan is like he wanted like i i tweeted my my new theory for what he was before Mm -hmm. this like i've been tweeting out my theories on what negan was before the zompocalypse right i'm saying fonzie impersonator see we established last week that dustin's theory was that he would turn he was a uh high school gym coach before the Zompocalypse. And the comic, he is, in fact, a high school gym coach before the Zompocalypse. Oh, well, there you go. And, uh... So, now he's a, he's a Fonzie impersonator. Well, that's where he gets the jacket and the white t-shirt underneath, and, like, you know, his whole, like, thing just reminds me very much of, of, uh, Fonzie. Well, basically, he shows up, and this is his... Hi, guys. Let me introduce you the way things are going to be. And I'm yes, we're, worse. we're early. Yes, we know. We don't care. And um, bow down and take it. Yeah. Or actually bend over and take it. And there is actually a line later in the episode where... See, for me, Negan, Negan works... Negan only really works for me when he's being quiet. Because then it's the whole, he's in your face. He's actually... He's got the... There's menace in there. Everything else is just bravado. He does that thing that cops do. do you know, Phil, they, as as they're talking to you, they're a little bit elusive in what they actually want. They make you think that they that he knows more than he does, and so it really messes with your brain. I don't know if you guys have ever had this experience with cops like I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. this guy. No, <laughs> no, no. Sorry. Fine. Cops do that. That's all I'm saying. Cops are good, but or whatever that I have to say to make people happy. But <laughs> cops are fine. They, yeah, they're they, good. They whatever. do what they're supposed to do, whatever that is. But every time, every time Negan gets quiet, that's the part. That, that's the part of the performance I'm enjoying, as opposed to the Rick, buddy, pal. How you doing? Good to see you. Got my stuff. Here's yeah. another. Here's further explanation. Yeah, I'm just making this up as I go. And there's actually a line and where he basically, and this is a something akin to a quote, where he basically says, I just stuck my dick in your mouth and you said thank you. Down your throat. Down your throat and said thank you. So, um, I'm not, never mind. Just gonna yeah. Let that one fly over my head. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know what 
never mind. Just anyway. Uh, Metaphorically, that didn't happen on the show. No, it did not happen it. on the show. But interestingly enough, in the comic, Negan swears a lot more than he swears here. Right. And that was actually one of the things that when a lot of reviewers were commenting on the comic when it first came out and Negan was first introduced as a villain is that they were always very impressed with the creativity of, creativity of his swearing. Um, here, I think they've traded the just stream of swearing for for what? Farce. Farce? Or, you know, it's, yeah. it's, he's, it, look, it's a weird juxtaposition because he's, his, he's trying to be funny with varying degrees of success. But then, of course, he's super violent. So I think that's I think they're trying to juxtapose the two, and, and I don't know if it you know it's not definitely not working for Destin. Because yeah, I don't find him scary at all. I find him completely annoying. I find him just that yeah, like I said, when it when it comes time, it's going to be you killed him. Thank you so much, <laughs> Hail Dorothy. <laughs> His little legs are going to roll up into a yeah. cinnamon roll. So anyway, um, Bernie decides he's going to send Rosita and uh, and Bernie is, boyfriend. Bernie is Dwight, for those of you who, who don't uh, follow Dustin's nicknames for people. Uh, off on a mission to find Daryl's motorcycle. Because Dwight is the worst. Right. And now, now, last week, they, they tried to make us, they tried to give us, and to some degree they succeeded, to some degree they failed. To make us care for him in some sort of way. This episode, I think, erased it all of that. everything. Because for a second they're like, okay, so they go out there and they find the motorcycle and Rosita sees something in the woods and Joe's after it. And for a, like a split second, I thought that she was going to find like something that Bernie had left for them there. Mm -hmm. Something to, to kickstart this idea of maybe there are people in Negan's camp that want out or oh, something. Sure. Okay. Well, that would have been an interesting turn. I just had, well, because I... You know, I look at story possibilities sometimes. And last week could have given us yeah, that, yeah. That, that potential. So, but no, she goes out in the woods, uh, finds the walkers of the saviors they killed last time they met up with Bernie, and she kills all those walkers to get one guy's gun, and it's out of bullets, which, again, is something that I would have gone, I would have stra extrapolated farther to. How many bullets do you think the saviors actually have? How much of this is bravado? And how much of this is... Well, now they have all of Rick's bullets. But, you know, like, how much were... How really deadly were the saviors if when she kills the guy for the gun, not he had not a single bullet on him? And I feel like this is the second or third time where they have... Oh, yeah. Because I feel like when Carol killed all those bitches that one time... Yeah. They didn't have any bullets either. That's that's an interesting question. Um, one thing that I was noticing is that I, at various points in the last several years talking about this show, whether it's been podcast or written, I have brought up the fact that none of these people should be driving anyway. Mm -hmm. How all this stuff should be happening on 10-speed bikes. Because gasoline has a shelf life and it, it goes bad very quickly. Uh, how much of a threat could these guys possibly be if they didn't have any of these vehicles? Because they're all driving. I mean, it, it's it's a conceit of the show. Okay, you you have to have or you have to be able to move your characters around. So everyone's kind of like, okay, the cars still work and the gas still works. Well, blah, blah, I mean, blah. again, 
this is a world that doesn't have zombie movies. Zombie media doesn't exist. So they have turned all of that over to creating more sustainable gasoline. That must be it. <laughs> but but it just occurred to me that Negan, a significant chunk of Negan's threat would be very mitigated, if not negated, by the very simple fact that these guys would be getting around on like horseback or bicycles or something. I think it's it's just a weird. It just occurred to me that you know, hmm, if this, not that The Walking Dead has ever played anything close to reality, right? Um, but if it had, so. That's a really good question. I don't know, Dustin. I think that maybe... I'm just going to go ahead and figure, you know, gas probably lasts three or four years if you don't mess yeah, with it. Yeah, that's true. It does. It lasts a couple of years if you don't mess with it. And Judith, the last kicker, looks to be about... Because remember, she's our timeline. She doesn't even look a year old yet. No, she... she was standing in her crib. Like, she had a full golden ringlet row, like of hair tonight that baby is getting older the baby is getting older she was standing up and they showed her again she's i think she's got to be closing in on on uh i thought we figured out that she was probably a year 18, and a half yeah point. 18 months is what i said last time that that'd be as high as i'd go 18 months yeah so anyway um that's a really good question they mean they 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 have a lot more bullets now because they decide it's time to take all the guns away from Alexandria. Because... Although, uh, although Rosita does... Oh, give me the gun, Carl! Because <laughs> Bernie, before he sends them on their mission, takes the guns out of their car. Right. And so Rosita figures out while they're gone, he took our guns because they're taking our guns. And Yeah, so so they're going to house to house. The saviors are going house to house and taking the stuff that they want. They go to... Rick and Carl and and Michonne's house and take all of the medicine. And Carl's not having it, so he pulls a gun. And despite the fact that it has been explained to them less than a week ago, and he's just Very watched... obviously. He's watched two of his friends be viciously murdered. Well, one friend in Abraham. One friend in Abraham. <laughs> and he's got a gun and he's standing up and with his luscious Farrah Fawcett hair. It is really, really like, well well preserved hair for what the post apocalypse world. On with that kid's hair. I don't know, but I bet it's getting him a lot of ass at school. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> he's probably doing all right. That and the fact that he's, you know, on one of the highest rated T V shows in the country. He doesn't go to school now. <laughs> he does. Actually every interview they have a trailer, I'm sure. Chandler Riggs said because, I mean they shoot mainly in the summertime because you know, obviously, and uh, and he goes to regular school in, in Atlanta. He lives in Atlanta, and he goes to regular school, and when he has to film, he films, and when he doesn't, he doesn't, and he's a normal teenage boy with beautiful, luscious lady hair. I wouldn't be able to stop myself if I was like a classmate of his. I would just walk behind him down the hall going, Coral! Coral! <laughs> Cool. I'm sure this happens yeah, to him all the time. Apparently, apparently, yeah, like his first, uh, like, uh, convention he ever went to, people did that. Like, people chased him down the halls, yelling, "Cool, Carl, get vows!" <laughs> I'm sure he loved that. Too young for all this, Coral. So, Anywho. Negan comes in and basically looks at him and says, "Did we not have this conversation?" Do I need to kill more people? Is this 
Come on. Wait. You stopped being an idiot two seasons ago, Carl. How how Pull slow on the uptake are you, kid? And he goes, well, you know, so kid's got a gun. Hold it on one of my guys. Can't have that. So we're going to take all your guns. Which is, I think, just like I said, it's a convenient excuse. Because oh, I have, I, they I were going to take all the right. So they find, of course, Alexandria has their neat little pantry full of, you know, supply food supplies on one side and, and armaments on the other. Run by Denise. Run by Denise. And they come in and Denise keeps good records, except for the fact that two guns are missing. Yes. So now the 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 time the timer's on to find the two guns before Denise is murdered. Yeah, because Negan's very clear. He's like, you know, you had one job. One job to keep track of this stuff, and if you can't keep track of it, then what good are you? Can't believe nobody tried to throw anybody else under the bus for that, because that's you know. Well, for for a minute there, I thought it was going to be Michonne Hill. Uh huh. Because yeah, she was out of she was out of town with the guns. Like she, but then they said what the guns were missing were, and I was like, well, that she had a rifle. So right. So they basically find that that uh, Spencer Spencer idiot boy that ass. Um, has stashed the guns in because they they tear the town apart. They can't find him anywhere, and Rick is freaking out because he's going to another person, another person that he feels he's going to be responsible for getting killed. And he happens to, as such things always do, he happens to step step on, lean against, trip over whatever it is the thing you find suddenly find the thing that's been hidden, mm-hmm. and he pulls open a vent. Even though I have news, um, I have lived in houses with floor venting before. You have a house with floor venting. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens when you step on those? They creak. They make a noise because it's a piece of metal stuck in a hole in the floor. Yeah, but I can tell when I step on a void that's a void and, and a void that's got food in it. Yeah. Does this happen a lot? He find the gun. Really good at finding food. Okay. <laughs> he finds, he finds cans of canned goods and a bottle of whiskey and all sorts of stuff. And there. the whiskey I was happy about. I was like, oh, that's so smart. Yeah, but Spencer's just the worst. So, Well, this is not the first time that we've had this issue with Spencer. No. Where he has been hiding things that he should not have been hiding. Because he's a jerk. Yeah, he's just not... He's, he's the last and, living uh, family member from that one family. And he's also very resentful of Rick, period. Yeah. He doesn't like Rick. He, does, he, he thinks everything is Rick's fault. And so that's okay. See, he and Rick have something in common. They both think everything is Rick's fault. That's right. So he takes the guns and he gives them to Negan and, you know, please don't kill her. And he doesn't. Uh, they take all the mattresses. They take mm-hmm. all the guns. Um, and just about the time they're about to leave, Michonne shows back up from her, what was sniper practice, but she accidentally killed a deer, so she's got the deer. And she is... In the burned-out church right outside of town. And she has lost all of her stealth abilities, apparently, because mm-hmm. everyone seems to see her. Well, Rick sees her, and he's still not doing his best. And so he sees her, and Negan sees Rick see her, and by the time Negan turns around, she's not in the window anymore, but he figures out there's somebody in there. Yeah. Am I correct in that? I, I, yeah, I, think, I... I think you're probably right. I, I couldn't... It's. I don't even know why she came that far in. I, I think that was that felt a little hand of the writer yes. to me because she should she's there's no way for her to miss the trucks there's no way from her to miss the saviors there she should have just stayed back but okay whatever so Rick goes over oh by the way we forgot to mention that Rick has been carrying Lucille throughout this entire episode yeah 
because Negan basically walks in with all of his guys, hands Lucille uh, his bat with the barbed wire to Rick and says, hold this for me. Which, again, is another power dominance play. Negan's entire MO is about establishing dominance early and then reinforcing it by being an utter dick. Mm -hmm. Again and again and again. And not in a fun way. He's the top of the streets and the bottom of the sheets. <laughs> One now. suspects this is probably not the case considering he has a habit of taking other people's wives. Oh, right. Oh, that's another thing. He asks where Maggie is. Right. Because he killed her husband. And, and props to Gabriel. Yes. Ga Gabriel is smooth as silk here. He's like, oh, have you come to pay respects? Yep. And I take him back to the graveyard and show, her the, show him the grave. And earning his earning his, uh, earning his his place in the community this time. Yeah. Well, he's been doing better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's... been much better. You've been gone for quite some time. Well, I'm, it's, yeah, but I haven't, I wasn't dead. Are you sure? Mm -hmm. A little, maybe. Just on the inside. He's actually really here. I'm poking him in the arm. So, <laughs> but anyway, here. so they go and, and like, Negan's got a real, like, grab him by the pussy kind of, kind of leadership style, uh -huh. I've noticed. And it yeah. made me, it made me break out into cold sweats and ha hyperventilate a little. And I don't like talking about it. <laughs> I don't like talking about it. I'm going to leave so many things out of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how did this happen? <laughs> well, he was a gym coach before the apocalypse. Oh, you're not so what you're asking about, is it? Never mind. That's where was he a gym coach? He had a where, reality where TV show and that's, is that how he would like talk to all the kids and stuff? Well, like I said, we're, when we get the flashback, okay. because we because this show cannot resist he giving us walked, the origin story of any of these characters. It's like he's trapped in baseball practice. Ugh. You know. All right, kids, are you pissing yourself yet? Plunk, and then he hits a kid, and that's not good coaching. Well, it depends on how bad is the kid. The I don't know what kids do, man. <laughs> uh, oh, so they still one of my kids had nerds. I thought these were all gone. I, I love how some some households have Halloween cases <laughs> well into the new year. This is the we noise. Have Sixteen pounds of Halloween candy. This is the noise. Not of... only do I have those three bags in the kitchen, but there is a a a pillowcase on my bar table full of Halloween candy. My goodness. So this is some of Dustin stealing candy from the children. That's okay. We stole candy from the children's earlier. So <laughs> I had some whoppers. We're not proud of it. it was the last time you had a whopper. I'm... We're okay with it. We're not just we're not. Proud. I bought some bridge mix for work the other day, yeah. and I forgot that it had Whoppers in it. And I bit into one of those things, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> "Why? Why did this happen? Why is my life in such a turmoil right now?" Negan says, "You better wow me next time. We'll be back soon." Well, yeah. Eugene's building a radio. Oh, yeah. you gotta, yeah, you gotta find, you gotta, get, you gotta find us something interesting. I've got this wireless talkie box. <laughs> <laughs> It's put, I put it in a suitcase. <laughs> no, I mean, what do you think? They're going to have like a like the whole collected works of Ayn Rand? I, the, problem, the problem with characters like Negan is that the theatrical part ends up losing the scary part. I mean, it overwhelms the scary part. I absolutely feel like there's nowhere for this character to go. Well, see, that's the that was like... Well, there isn't anywhere for the character to go in the comic either. In the the only thing the thing in the comic is that once he gets Carl, um, 
he there's this there's this almost uh, bond that develops between Negan and Carl because Carl starts looking at Rick as being weak, and so and Negan takes a liking to Carl because Carl stands up to him, and so there's ends up being in this weird kind of almost father son relationship between the two of them. That is one of, I think, in, if I remember right, in the comic book is one of the reasons that kind of wakes Rick up is that he's losing his son to this. Mm-hmm. And unless we see that kind of attitude where you could see him being that that, that any aspect of the character being attractive to someone, I know because right now there's no there's no reason to like there's no reason to like or respect him. He's using he's he's got the upper hand. He's dancing around, going basically on. I got the upper hand, and you can't do anything about it. Ha, I ha. have all the hand, and and so you're right. If if we don't see that soon, then there isn't anywhere for the character to go. All right. Because in the comic, there's also these moments where, you know, he's got all these wives in the comic. So far, we've just seen the one, and to him though, it's, you know, he's protecting these women, and he in his mind the character in the comics actually believes that his wives care about him. You have to actually get to a point where you get it into the character that much to have that kind of attitude make sense, right? Yeah. And we're not seeing that so far. And admittedly, he's we've only had, what, three hours with the character, less than three hours with the character. So, but still. Yeah, but the three hours of this hey monologue. Oh, yeah. Pretty much. Over and over again. Yes, you're scary. We get it. Well, but this again... Has gotta, this has got to be like an unnecessary expenditure of calories at this point. Yeah. That's how <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan got so thin. That's what it is. <laughs> I guess so. He's just... He's like... He started rehearsals, and he's like, could I have a steak, please? Because these yeah. monologues are going on forever. I've been on stage shows that have taken less work. So I was in a movie with Kira have guys, Sedgwick. Have you guys made your own Lucille yet? <laughs> no. Why would I do that? Oh, God, I don't know. This is the first thing I wanted to do is make my own Lucille. I saw your I post have... on that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have a baseball bat in this house. I have three yeah, children. Well, okay, that, that would be a mistake. <laughs> I don't want to play baseball. I don't want to encourage that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, as we basically end up, it's Rick explaining to Michonne why he's doing this this way. He's scared of having somebody else he cares about die. And that's fear right now, and the fact that he's out, they're outnumbered, they're outgunned. He doesn't see a way out of this, and he doesn't want someone else he cares about to die. And that is why he's doing this, which is kind of we knew anyway. Right. And Michonne accepts that and she kind of is like, okay, <coughs> I can I can deal with that. But the next day she goes out and I'm almost positive it is there is another gun in that bag that she has hidden from Rick, even though she says that that's all of them. I was surprised to not actually see guns in the car. Mm-hmm. I was expecting her to like oh, go yeah. out there and the camera would pan across the back seat or something and there'd be like an arsenal. Right. Um, which because, would have been awesome. Because but. she tells him like... This was the gun that you gave them was a gun that we got from their outpost. It wasn't registered in any of our logs Mm -hmm. and I could have hidden more. And he goes, did you? And then she says, no, but you know, that is no, I did not believe her. That no is a yes. And then we've got Rosita who picked up the gun with no bullets, who takes the bullet casing to Eugene. is like, you need to make me bullets. 
because he said that he he figured out a way to do it. Yeah. And he had a formula and worked out everything out that who did he give that to when he thought that he might die? I don't remember. Yeah, but he, he gave the so the formula exists and he's and he's not the only one who has it. And uh well he's got I'm sure he's got it somewhere. Sure. Um and Michonne sees smoke in the distance mm-hmm. and goes out and finds that while Negan and his crew took all the mattresses, they just took them off somewhere and burned them. And that is a lady who has gotten used to sleeping on a mattress <laughs> with a super hot British dude pretending to be a super hot Southern dude, and she wants the she's pissed. <laughs> so, like, I, I, that's why I say it's gonna be. I think that Rick. I don't know if Rick's gonna get his stuff together soon enough before one of these ladies is just like. Taking this dude out. (laughs) (laughs) They'll find more mattresses anyway. They'll get themselves restocked. Eventually. I'm like, yeah, there's probably more mattresses somewhere. Well, it looks like next week we're going to be back uh, to Hilltop. Right. To hang out with Maggie and Sasha for a bit. Yeah. Well, Maggie is essentially in hiding it from the preview anyway. It looks like Maggie's in hiding because the saviors are coming calling again. I hope they didn't put her in the vents. It never works. No. Generally speaking, it's not a good idea to put people in four vents. This is true. It's awfully cramped. What with all the early again, the hide guns and there. food and the alcohol. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens next week. It's... Are you going to come back and join us next week? Oh, please do. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think I can do that. You I think. Like uh, I think the day after, I'm uh, taking a little trip. Oh. But I'll be back by the next Sunday. So. Well, it's well, Thanksgiving been... coming up at some point, right? Yeah, that's, that what I'm, that's what I'm leaving for. Yes, Thanksgiving is coming up. Uh, I'll drive five and a half hours, so I don't have to cook anything. Thursdays from now, right? Two Thursdays, two Thursdays from, from now? now? At some point. Anyway. So. Yeah, that's this week's episode. Now with more Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me on here. Twitter. Yeah. Ampersand creepy underscore Curtis. And uh, you have to follow Dustin as well because he tweets the show. At the night, Dusto. I do not tweet the show. I barely tweet at all. Um, but thank you for listening, folks. We will be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. And and uh, thank you for listening. If we listen to us on uh, I, I, Apple Apple Eyes, then they don't <laughs> give us any kind of algorithm to show how, how much listening we so get. Folks, so make a comment style message to us. In other so words, we can know that situation. Also, there's a the blogposts.org. Uh, that's another place you can hear us, and but they give us the number the number of people that listen, so we don't really need to know that from the blogpost.org. Uh, also, sci sci fi the number for me. Um, yeah, sci fi for me dot com. Host us. Uh, there to do those things so there's all the internet things i told you the internet things aren't you proud one third <laughs> of that is right so mm-hmm. uh if you're listening to us on itunes or podcast.com well, okay. we would love it if you were to leave us a comment or a message uh just to hear what you think about the show and we will see you guys next week thanks for listening thank you dustin thank you thank you curtis thank and, you you guys and i'm not going to say the thing that Megan said after rick said thank you probably a good because... idea We'll see you next week, folks. This has been a presentation of HorrorForMe.com. Copyright 2016 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.
This is Sci-Fi for Me Radio. 